Dropbit Gaming Hello everybody and welcome to another amazing episode of the Drop Air Gaming Podcast. This is episode 95. Wow, that was a pretty exciting entry as, as like <laughs> most of them are pretty much exactly the same. I thought I'd switch it up a little bit there and make things a bit changed. I'm uh, Lucas, BQ41A and we've also got my brother there, Matt Asmereth. How you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I'm actually pissed off. Because there's no fucking good games at the moment. <laughs> All the games that are out are annoying as fuck. Yes. I, I would have to agree with that. I got, I got, uh, what, th- four, one, two, three, four, five things to talk about. One's a beta, one's a demo. One's the division, which we're going to fucking get into. Yeah. And then I've got Dirt Rally and UFC 2. All of which... You know, not gonna fucking knock them. They've all they're all pretty good games, but I don't know. There's just something going on in my head at the moment, and they're all pissing me the fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of feel the same in a lot of ways. Like, you know, anybody who listens to the show will probably know that a couple of months ago I started a new job, and I'm friggin' busy all the time. And I would really still want to be excited about playing some of the games that I've got recently. But I'm just not. Like, I'm still playing The Division, but it is really kind of just to bide time. You um, haven't even hit level 30 yet, so, like, you've got... Yeah, I'm barely playing it. You've got all the fucking awesome endgame stuff, which at the moment isn't even fucking working. Mm, yeah, exactly. But we'll get into annoying. that anyway when we get up to talking about The Division, but yeah. You, but I did, I did even put on uh, the... Tom Clancy's um, Siege the other day, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And on the PC, it took 11 minutes to find a fucking game. <laughs> no one's playing that shit. And it's amazing. Like, you know, even, what, about a month ago I tried it. It still only took a few minutes to get a game going. And this was, like, fucking Friday night. So, you know, understandable there's probably other things to do on a Friday night, but you can still probably imagine that there's a lot of people playing games on a Friday night, and yet not not happening. But, you know, that was just a kind of, oh, I want to go in and see how long it takes to find a game in this, and it took fucking ages, so I will never, ever try it again, because it's such a waste of time. That's fucking shit. But the one good thing about a game that does have matchmaking that still works is Rocket League. They've just added the cross-play with uh, Xbox as well now, and it is almost instant. It's fantastic. You can log on nearly any time of the day or night, and, you know, two or three, you know, versus two or three games, and you drop into a game almost instantly. It's fucking perfect for just the kind of game where you just want to get on, have a few games and get off. You don't have to worry about the fact that no one's playing it. It's great. So anyway, it's an old game. I'm not going to talk about the game itself, but uh, they're still doing something right with that game and it's actually really good to see because there's a lot of games that don't have any longevity in them at all. And that game's been out for, what, nearly 14, 15 months? Mm. And it's still going strong, so great work. Good on them. But anyway, 
we will get on to some new things that we've been doing. Um, as Matt said, he's got a few things to talk about. I haven't particularly been playing too many games of recent, but there is something that I've picked up recently, but I'll get into that soon. Um, Matt, tell us about UFC 2. Yeah. Welcome to the Matt Show. <laughs> this is the show where I talk about all the games I've played, and as you can tell from my earlier beginning of a rant, because we've got this whole episode for my fucking rant. Yes. <laughs> I'm not really impressed with any of them. To be fair, there's some pretty good shit going out at the moment. UFC 2, right? We'll start there. Um, really fucking good game, and a really good step up from the previous one. Like... As you know, I got the Platinum Trophy on UFC 1 yeah. when that came out two years ago. Really enjoyed it. Um, the biggest complaint with that one was the fact that it was super fucking easy. Yeah. Um, like, I even played it on hard. I completed my career and then completed it on hard, and I was undefeated both in both careers. Wow. Like, made it through, won the belt, defended it countless times, and retired. So... Um, UFC 2, they ha- they definitely had a lot of room to move because I guess one of the downsides of the first UFC was that it was a little bit light on features. So the new UFC 2, they've come out and they've put like heaps of sh- cool shit in it. So it's got the classic career mode where you start in the Ultimate Fighter TV show. Yep. You win your way through that and then you start at the bottom and work your way up through the undercards of UFC events until you get to be a contender for the belt, win a belt, and then defend it. I haven't quite got that far yet um, because it's way fucking harder <laughs> than it, it was. Is. So that's but only way. at a point. Yeah, so I made it through all the undercard fights, ultimate fighter fights and everything. When I played UFC 1, my signature move was the Superman punch off the cage. Uh-huh. and you would just clean everyone up, just do it like four times in a row, and if they're still standing, the game's probably frozen <laughs> because you would kill them every time, right? So that I'm not sure how to do that on the new one. I haven't really looked into the moves, but I noted, I noticed that if you do one-two punch combos, um, you basically beat the fuck out of anyone that you come up against. And then I got to my, I got through all the ultimate fighter fights and then the undercard fights. So I was like rank 15th or something in the, the UFC. And I've got my first main card event and I tried to do, and all those other fights I did one, two punch combos, knocked them out in the first round. Easy as fuck. Um, tried that in my main card fight and the guy just ducks and weaves, missed every punch that I threw and he just like pummeled my yeah. head into the ground. It was pretty amazing to watch because I watched a few of these games yesterday that you were playing. Yeah, and, and you saw me beat the shit out of people. Yeah, and then all of a sudden this other guy came on, obviously a bit more pro, and he just like one-punched you in some cases and nearly knocked the shit out of you. Yeah, like, and I couldn't even, it just seemed like my guy was sluggish compared to him, couldn't yeah. fight for shit. So, I don't know if that's part of their plan is to, like, make people lose fights in their career mm. because it's kind of boring if you win everything, but I like winning. Yeah, of course. As does everyone. Yeah. But anyway, so that's but that. What, only if it's fair. 
Yeah, in that way, you know, like if those yeah. people did that move to you, like the Superman punch in the first one, you'd still take a fair bit of damage if it connected and you'd get hurt. Yeah. But well, with I this, did... you were standing toe-to-toe with this guy and he was blocking and ducking and weaving and then he'd just jab you and your knees would buckle. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like you just nearly got knocked out. Yeah, they call them significant strikes. So you can have like 400 hits and only three significant strikes. And the significant strikes are the ones that like rattle the fuck out of your opponent. Yeah. No idea how the fuck you do them. Yeah. Um, obviously, I need to give the game more time, learn other moves, get my skills down with how all the systems work and stuff like that. But um, that was a real turn off, like mm. playing that fight over and over and just like nothing I did could beat him. Like I, I have my guy, because in between fights, you have training camps where you boost certain <laughs> skills. And avoid and- the staff. Yeah, and I always um, went for the stand-up fighting because I preferred a box on, and I had figured that one-two punch combos will annihilate fucking anyone. And so I skimped on the rest of my skills and, yeah, get submitted by this dude, like get taken down by this guy who... And it's bullshit because he would beat the fuck out of me and knock me out, but then there'd be a fight where he takes me to the ground and I can't do shit. Like I'm trying to... Um, move in posi- different positions in the in the ground wrestling, and he just is faster than me and everything, and then submits me. It's mm. like just super frustrating. So, um, I don't know if there's difficulty settings or what, but I'm going to give that obviously a bit more of a look. But there's so much more to UFC two than the career mode. I mean, all of the fighting is going to be like that, where you're going to need to know how to fucking play it. Yeah. Or one-two punches are just going to kill everyone. Like, those are your two combinations <laughs> of how that's going to work. But there's now... Um, so, the, one of the... The first thing that I'm going to talk about is knockout mode, which is like a party play mode. Oh, yeah. So, if you're, you know, hanging out with a bunch of mates, you chuck on UFC 2, which I know I did with the original UFC, and you have like, oh, I'll fight you, pick whoever you want to be, and then we fight and the winner stays on, you know? Mm-hmm. So in knockout mode, um, the first player to hit the other person with eight strikes wins by knockout. So your eighth punch or kick that lands will knock that person out and you'll win, right? So then they hand the controller over to someone else. Now, assuming the load times aren't too fucked, that would, because I haven't tried this yet, but it would create a really fast-paced type of gameplay, right? Mm. Where, like, you know, there's no messing around. It's like, okay, who's going to go next? Boom, 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 boom. Who's going to go next? And, the like, the onus is on you to try and learn how to duck and weave and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, something different, which is good. Yeah, just something to like encourage that kind of play when you've got mates around. Um, the biggest thing that I think they've added into UFC 2 is UFC Ultimate Team. Now, you obviously know about FIFA Ultimate Team, yeah, where you get card packs with players for your team and you build your fucking star fantasy team. team. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously... Um, you don't have a team in UFC. It's just like one guy fights one guy, mm. right? So your team 
is a list of up to five fighters that you create. You don't use any existing fighters. I mean, I guess you can base your fighter on someone that's real, but you use their um, character creation system to build new fighters. So like all the facial features and everything, you change it all up. You build up to five of them, and then you get card packs that instead of having players in them, they have moves like straight punch, jab, uppercut, and then special moves like the Superman punch and all that kind of stuff. There's um, ranked from one star to five stars based on how good or rare they are. So you get moves, you get training boosts like um, you might get like plus two stamina cards and shit like that. Fitness cards because after every fight, your player loses fitness unless they rest. So then you use fitness cards to boost them. And then there's perks as well, perk cards that are certain things like when you get knocked to the point where you're having a health event, which is where, say, your head is flashing on the little thing. Oh, yeah, little person. Yeah, it's like your body up in the top corner when you're in a fight and it shows where the most damage is to your body and it gets brighter and brighter red. And then when it starts flashing, that's when you're, like, stunned or hurt. So one of the perks is that you can get is um, when you're in a health event, you do more damage when you throw punches and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of different perks and shit. And the idea is that you use your team of up to five fighters to do fights. Obviously, you can only use one at a time, but you go through doing fights and you fight other people's fighters. Um, You can do either single player or online mode. Both are online because it's ultimate team, but the single player one uses like it randomly chooses someone else's character for you to fight and then you fight that character while it's being controlled by the computer. And then the other difference is online mode where it's actually someone else controlling that fighter, right? And so you you take your fight fighter, have a fight, try to beat them and progress up in divisions the same as you do in FIFA. Oh, cool. And then when different. yeah, and you get coins for winning fights or losing based on how you how you win and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Then you use those coins to buy more packs, more card packs, the same as FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. But when you're offline, your fighters are getting used by other people. So you log in and you've earned coins from what your fighters have been doing while you've been offline. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that's a pretty cool touch. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's a really cool way to do the Ultimate Team for UFC. Because yeah. when I heard they had UFC Ultimate Team, I was like, how the fuck do you even do that? Because I have so much experience with FIFA Ultimate Team, it's like that, it's completely friggin' different. So, yeah, it's a very cool way to add more to the game because that was the problem with the original UFC as well. Like, once you played through the career mode, there wasn't much to it. There was online, but it was, like, not all that interesting, whereas now you have this robust... Um, system where you level up your characters and build them up and and try to get them to be the type of fighter that you prefer them to be with different moves and stuff like that. So Bonuses and stuff kind of help. Yeah. Um, And uh, so like in the career mode, well, not the career mode, but like you can do fight now as well. Like I'm done talking about ultimate team, but um, there's fight now where you can just fight 
like the knockout mode, but in actual full-on fights. They have over 250 fighters in the roster now for you to choose from. So, like, if there's someone that you see while you're watching UFC, they're probably in it. Mm. And you can fight using them. Um, Which is cool because they have this new feature, the last thing about UFC 2 that I'm going to talk about. I mean, they've got more animations and everything else. It's just all round better and more than the original one. But this um, other new thing is called live events. So say you've got UFC 199 or whatever, UFC 200 coming up. I think it's UFC 200's coming up, maybe later this year or I don't know what number they're up to. But when you have, when you watch UFC, it's either a UFC. 189 or 190 or whatever the number or a UFC fight night. Mm. Those usually happen once a week. So what they've done in UFC 2 is when you're connected to the internet, you go into the game, you select live events and it brings up whatever the upcoming real life UFC event is with the whole card. So you can see what the main event is, what the main card fights are, what the undercard fights are. Mm-hmm. And then you can select each fight. So say it's... um. Uh, whatever that um, McGregor versus Aldo that happened uh, earlier this year, right? So you Mm -hmm. pick that and um, McGregor won by knockout in the first round. So what you do is like in the lead up to the fight, you go into it and you pick who you think is going to win, how they're going to win, KO, submission or by decision, and which round they're going to win in. So if you were get, for that that example, if you picked McGregor round one knockout, right? You pick that, and then you get to do the fight. And the goal is for you to try and get the same result that you picked. And then if you pick the correct, all the correct information about it, like who wins, how, when. And you got the fight as well. You get in-game rewards. So when the actual event happens in real life, it compares to what you picked. And if you got it right, then you get an in-game reward. Wow, it sounds like betting in a way. Yeah, it kind of is. But <laughs> it's to like bring you more into like UFC. make it more interactive with the real life UFC. Yeah. And then when there's a week, it happens on a weekly basis. And if there's no UFC event that week, it makes up a fantasy event randomly made up. Probably oh, someone at the UFC headquarters or EA headquarters probably comes up with who it is, but it gives you this fight card of all different people. That is just a fantasy fight night that you can then pick. And then on the, um, at the day when the, fight event would actually happen they come up with the results themselves and compare Mm -hmm. it to what you've picked so that's a really cool feature as well so all in all i think there's fucking heaps of cool new stuff in ufc 2 and it's a real awesome game but it's fucking annoying because it's hard (laughs) yeah which is kind of different for a lot of fighting games but yeah i mean even mortal kombat you know, once you learn the moves and you master one character, it's not that hard. Yeah, in a lot of well, cases. there's a learning curve to it, right? And there's difficulty levels and all that kind of shit. Mm. But what pisses me off, and that's the same with most of these games that I'm talking about today, is 
that it goes from it either starts off bullshit hard and it just fucking tests you the whole time, which is f- super frustrating depending on what you're looking for. But when a game is like easy, 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 and then hard as fuck straight away, yeah, it's just it just turns you off. Like mm-hmm. you need to get, you know, you need to be and, progressed. Yeah, you got to be progressed. Mm. So. It doesn't know. make sense when it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm going to give it more time, obviously, because I'm really, I am really enjoying it. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. That kind of shit pisses me off. It might have just been a one-off thing, but um, probably not. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's UFC two. Hmm. I don't know. Four out of five. Great game. Well, well last time you gave a five out of five. So four point five out of five. There you go. <laughs> it's fucking way. It's like, it's awesome. It has heaps of new features. If you like UFC, you should definitely get it. Mm. And if you like the previous one? Also get it. Just be prepared that you're not going to be able to Superman punch everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. So, Battleborn Beta. Is that what it's called? Battleborn? Uh, yes. It's the new game from um, Gearbox, yeah, who made other uh, Borderlands. Mm. So the art style is very similar to Borderlands, sort of cartoony. Yep. Um, well, technically, Borderlands was like cell shaded, which I guess Battleborn kind of is as well. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only played one story mode match, so the open beta is on this weekend. And they had like online play and which I guess is player versus player and story mode. So story mode is the only one I did because I was like, I was just taking a break from something else that I was playing that was pissing me off. (laughs) So I was like, I'll just jump on a battleborn. And so I went into story mode and it match makes you with into a group with a total of five people, so you and four other people, and you run through a mission, first-person shooter. Um, there's like a roster of like 20 or something different characters. I don't know how, ma- how many there are. There's a lot, and they all have different abilities and, and weapons and stuff, which you then can use to, um, you know, kind of augment each other, and you get different upgrades as you level up which um, they work in a sort of two-tier thing where you level up and you have an option of either choosing the left upgrade or the right upgrade. And then if you pick that, then you lose access to the other one. And then it goes to the next level when you level up and there's two new things for you to pick from. Okay. Yeah. Build three in that way. Yeah. So that's how that kind of works. Um, Like I said, I only played one match. It was pretty fun. Uh, I didn't really get the hang of my character. I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) Um, But But in one game, that's kind of understandable. Yeah, but like just playing it, I knew it's not really the game for me. I didn't really like the the style. Mm. It kind of gives me a headache. First-person shooter games tend to be hit or miss with me. Yeah. And that one's a bit... Not for me, but like obviously people are gonna friggin' love it. Um, all the characters had like funny banter, as you would expect from the creators of Borderlands. Yeah. 
Um, it, it does look the same, but in a lot of ways, it's a lot more colourful. Like it's almost more, um, I guess, more kitty in a way, if that kind of makes sense. Mm. Like it, it just seems to be a little bit more uh, cartoony. Yeah. Way, than Borderlands. Like Borderlands was, you know, the, the cell shading kind of textures that it had made it look gritty. Mm. And this one doesn't seem to be as gritty. I don't know. Maybe that was just my take on it anyway. Yeah. I don't again, know. Again, sure I haven't, haven't played the Borderlands games for a long time. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fucking popular. Um, the other, yeah, so it's got the story mode and then there's like a multiplayer on, I, I guess the idea of it is to be kind of like League of Legends or something like that or Dota or something where it's yeah. like 5v5. Um I'm not that into those kind of battle arena type games, so. But, I'm sure people will really like that game. It's mm. just not for me, especially since like I don't play online with people very often, and like even the division that I've been playing, I've been I have been playing a little bit with the people who we play Destiny with. Yeah. But for the most part, I play it by myself. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same. And so. the the problem I find with things like that when you are, you know, reliant like the division, you know, when you are reliant on other people to do missions and some sections and dailies or whatever you want to call them, um, is that you almost have to play with them consistently so that everyone's leveling up at the same speed in the same time. Yeah. Because once um, you get a, a you know, ahead of people or they're ahead of you, it just fucks with it. Yeah, it fucks all them kind yeah. of balancing. Well, it's not so bad once you get to level 30. Yeah, once, you, but, once everyone's there. Well, I guess we can keep talking about the division if you want. But yeah, Battleborn looks good. Um, obviously, it'll be like, you know, Rainbow Six Siege and stuff like that, where it's probably best if you have mates to fill yeah. out your team, yeah, friends, because um, especially in that 5v5 multiplayer arena type thing, you're going to probably get creamed if you don't have people who you can like work together and you pick character types that, you know, work help together. each other out and yeah. everything like that. So, yeah, speaking of that, I mean, today I had a you know, bit of a land, played uh, some um, Black Ops 3 and had a four squad all sitting in the same room, all chatting with each other and stuff like that. But even still, it felt to me anyway i mean for some reason call of duty games just don't excite me anymore and i don't know whether it's just you know with this they've tried really hard to make a fairly decent storyline and but again it's just it's way over the top there's too much action almost um you know you lose sight of any kind of storyline because you just running down tunnels shooting everything that's in the way and it just makes everything else just seem kind of void of of any kind of other content to the game um so it's i don't know there was as you were saying there's something about shooting games they either grab you or they don't and playing for six hours today call of duty just hasn't grabbed me and i'm just not really that interested in it 
and I'm not sure what it is about that. But uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people that love the Call of Duty games. But whatever. Yeah. But the division. We've both been playing a bit of the division. Hmm. I have been playing more than you. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. I fucking blew up the other day and had a rant on Facebook about how much this game pisses me fucking off. Well, you did, but all I saw of that rant was a post that you put on there and said the division can go get fucked and something <laughs> along those lines and that was it. <laughs> so for some reason, it didn't even put your rant on my timeline, which was kind of nice of it. Uh, I think I put most of it in the comments. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, fuck this game. And then someone was like, yeah, it's pretty shitty. Mm. And then uh, I was like, that's my in. Here yep. are my fucking problems with this game. Mm. I don't even know where it is. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've had a, a fairly decent run with it, but I think by the time I get to level 30, um, I'll be done. And... You know, I've probably put in a fair bit and I'm sick of fucking running everywhere. That's really just doing my head in. Yeah, that's that shit gets real frustrating. But yeah. once you've um once you've finished all the story missions and you've unlocked all the safe houses around the town and shit. Then you can fast travel. You can fast over. travel all over the place. And to be honest, you're not fucking going anywhere other than the missions which you can fast travel to or the dark zone which you can fast travel to. Yeah. There's nothing else. Well, see, that's the other thing that's pissed me off as well. I mean, when we did the beta, um, we played the Dark Zone and it actually seemed to be the interesting part of the game. It is. It still is. It even, and actually, it is more so now than it was in the beta because in the beta, it didn't have enemy NPCs for you to kill. Yeah, it was only other people. It was only other people, which made it kind of like, what the fuck is this? But the other thing that annoys me is that it's right in the middle of the map, basically. Mm. So the story, from what I've been able to piece together so far and you know, not paying that much attention, I suppose, um, you play the game in one section of the map and then you move to another section, another section, and then you get to the boundary of where the dark zone is and you kind of have to bypass it and go all the way around it to continue the story mode. And if you decide you want to try and have a go at the dark zone, you just get fucking pummeled straight away. Because it's <laughs> like, if you're not level 30, you're going to eat shit almost instantly. Well, the story actually carries you around the zones from basically from, you start on the middle on the left mm -hmm. and you go up and then you come down along the border of, um, of the dark zone down all the way down to the bottom and around around the bottom of the dark zone and then up the right-hand side of the map mm -hmm. as you level up. Like, that is the path that you yeah. go because the monster, the people obviously, like, step up in difficulty per yeah. level. Yeah. But if you go into the dark zone, it groups you with people that are the same level as you. Oh, okay. And the enemies in there are also the same level. So the dark zone split into six... It's like DZ01, DZ02 up to 06. Well, it didn't happen when I went in there because I went in when I was like level 13 or whatever and I just got destroyed straight away. I couldn't even, like it came up with the little question marks or whatever they are, the little red skull thing to say you're going to get fucked if you go near these dudes. Oh, like rogues? Uh, no, 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 just they were NPCs. 
And I went in there and went, oh, I don't even know what that fucking symbol is above their head. Shot one dude, eight fucking bad dudes came out and I died like within two shots. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? I don't know. But yeah, it does some, um, it does level up, but it depends what area you go into. Like uh, what I was saying, the six, there's six sections of the dark zone, right? So for example, when you're level 30, DZ01 and 02 are the, like starts from the bottom of the map going upwards. So DZ01's at the bottom and then 02, 34 until 06 is at the top. When you're level 30, DZ01 and 02, all the enemies are level 30. Yeah. DZ03 and 04, all the enemies are level 31, which is a fuckload harder than that. Mm. And then DZ05 and 06, they're all level 32, which is like, do not even go there unless you have friends and you're all like pretty well geared up. It's the exact same when you're lower levels, Mm -hmm. except that they're not obviously level 31 and 32, but they are higher level than you, so they will fuck you up. Yeah. But the... um. The other like actual players that are in that area can only be your level, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. So that's what pissed me off. The dark zone, um, the the daily stuff. I'm enjoying. It's the same as um, Destiny, where like each day there is missions for you to go and do that give you special rewards. That was how it worked in Destiny, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so in the division, you get two hard mode and one challenging mode. So at the moment, I can solo the level 30 hard ones, hard difficulty ones, because I've got pretty good gear. Challenging, I can't do unless I'm in a group of four who are all quite well geared up Mm -hmm. and who know what the fuck they're doing. So challenging mode's hard as shit, but none of the dailies are resetting at the moment because of some fucking glitch in the game until the new free update comes out on Tuesday, which brings in incursion mode, whatever that is. So we'll talk about that on the next show, I'm sure. Mm. But so in the meantime, like what you do is you go in, you do your fucking difficulty dailies, and then you go, all you've got left to do is the dark zone. Because if you want to upgrade your gear, the only way you can do it is by buying blueprints with Phoenix credits, which you get from doing those daily challenges. Okay. Or um, so the final bosses of each story mission, they give you between one and three Phoenix credits each. And named enemies inside the Dark Zone give you between one and three Phoenix credits. Doing a hard mode daily gives you something like 20 Phoenix credits when you complete the mission. Doing a challenging mode gives you 50. Wow. So if you're looking at upgrading your gear best bet is to do the dailies and then hit up the dark zone and hunt down all the um, named enemies, which is what everyone in the dark zone is doing, except for the people who are shooting you in the fucking back, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like I'm at the point where I go in the fucking dark zone and if I see skulls on my mini-map, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is. I have like all high-end gear pretty much on my character. My gun does 123-odd thousand DPS. And when I come up against a rogue agent, which is another player who's... I think we explained this on the last episode. Yeah. When you kill someone in the dark zone, you get 
you go into rogue mode for however many seconds, like 90 seconds if you kill someone. And in that time, anyone else can kill you. And if you kill anyone else, your timer gets up and up and up and you get a bounty on your head. So when people kill you, they get bonus experience, etc., etc. Um, I don't know what it is, but I find it nearly impossible to kill rogue agents. Like, I can be one-on-one with a guy and still not beat him. And my gun is, like, my gear is all decent, but I don't even get him, like, to half health. It takes a thousand fucking bullets to kill them. Yeah. And that just frustrates me. So what I end up doing mostly is avoiding them. And I just run around doing that, like, finding the named enemies to kill. And I'll see other people running around. Sometimes, like, the other day I got in a group with three other dudes. I just happened to run into a rogue agent who attacked them and I killed him. It was like one of the very few rogue agents that I've managed to kill. And they invited me to join their group. And we ran around for a bit like an hour and a half. And no one fucks with you when you're in a group of four people. Yeah, of course. Unless another group of four dickheads comes along. But when you're rolling around by yourself, you've got to go to extraction areas. You can only carry nine items. You've got to go to an extraction area to extract them so that you get them in your stash. Like, you can't take items out of the dark zone without doing that. So you go to an extraction zone, you'll see another player there, and kind of you, like, look at each other, and it's like, hmm, I'm not going to shoot you. You don't shoot me, please. (laughs) Yeah. And then you call the extraction. Minute and a half goes past, and during that time, enemy enemy people will spawn for you to kill. And you're both killing them. You're like, oh, sweet. We're working together here. Awesome. And then it's like, extraction has arrived. You can extract. You run over to the rope. And as soon as you start extracting, there's like 10 seconds where you can't do shit while it's doing the the animation of you putting your thing on this fucking rope. Mm. And that is the exact moment that this person will just decide to shoot you in the fucking head. Yeah. And then they take all your shit. And they extract it, and then they fucking run off and hide somewhere for 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it seems a bit silly. Then. It's fucking annoying as hell. Mm. And also, people can shoot you and not go rogue. You know how you have three health bars? Like yeah. Your little health bar thing has three segments. They can shoot you so you lose half of a segment, and they don't go rogue. It's like a system to allow for, like, accidental bullets and shit like that. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. But it means that they can bring your health down by one-sixth before you can even shoot back at them. And if you shoot them in retaliation, you go fucking rogue, and they lose nothing for killing you. They get a bounty for killing you. Wow. Yeah, so people can, like, trick you into going fucking rogue or you can be shooting a monster and they can run in front of you so you accidentally shoot them then you go rogue and they <laughs> kill you because yeah. you're just killing a monster which may, by monster I'm talking about just enemies right they are all angry at you so they're all shooting you you accidentally shoot this fucking asshole go rogue and then you've got this dude shooting you while all of these other fucking NPCs are shooting you as well. Yeah. So you have so you're fun. guaranteed to die. Yeah, you have no chance. You've just been like trolled. Yeah. Which is just the most frustrating thing in the friggin' world. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just shit at the division. 
But it's flawed, obviously. Yeah, uh, there's fucking not enough content. Unless you want to be a douche as well. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely true. There isn't enough content. Fuck. I Googled earlier today. I was like, this shit's annoying the fuck out of me. I Googled, how do you kill rogue agents in the division? Because my guns are obviously not the fucking right ones. And one of the articles that came up was a Kotaku article that said, the division is at its best when you're stabbing people in the back. <laughs> and I was like, you're fucking part of the problem. Yeah. I don't want to fuck with other people. We're all there because, okay, so what I was saying before about upgrading your gear, mm. you buy blueprints for high-end gear using Phoenix credits. And a blueprint for a gun, for example, costs like 180 Phoenix credits. So if you get between one and three from a named enemy, you have to kill like a fucking hundred of them. Yeah. Which takes a lot of time. Um, or you can earn Dark Zone credits from killing stuff. So I have like 60,000 Dark Zone credits right now, which is a shitload because you can go to Dark Zone vendors in safe rooms in the Dark Zone mm-hmm. and they have also got blueprints for high-end gear, except you have to be level 50 in the Dark Zone to be able to buy them. Wow. So I'm level 38, which was has been just a massive slog mm. to try and get to level 38. So basically, the way I see it is, everyone's in the Dark Zone just trying to get to level 50 so they can get better gear, right? So why the fuck would you go in there and just be a dick to everyone? Yeah, exactly. You're just ruining the game experience for other people. Mm. And there's no way for you, the only other way for you to do it, it is to like do the story missions over and over and over again because even if they're not the daily, you still get between one and three Phoenix credits for beating it. Wow. But, but that, that gets really boring uh, very quickly as would, it did with Destiny. Like I said, it's like a hundred, you have to do it a hundred times mm. on average like a hundred fucking times for what, of doing missions just to get one blueprint. And there's blueprints in the dark zone that are better than the ones that you can get from using Phoenix credits. Yeah. So if you want to get the best gear, you need to be level 50 in the dark zone, which is just, it's super frustrating because also every time you die, you lose experience points. Hmm. So if you just keep getting fucking nailed by rogue agents, you can ostensibly lose your fucking levels. Yeah, doesn't seem right. Which is just, fr- it's just frustrating. And it's not conducive to a fun time. No. Which is what we're all playing video games for. Exactly. I, I don't know. I think I've just, like, I'm fucking really frustrated right at this moment with that game. And there's no other, there's no game that I really want to play. You know those games that you get? Like we had, um, what was that zombie game that we both played last year? Uh, Dying, Dying Light. Dying Light, right? I was totally into that game. Mm, like that I played fun. it to completion. Loved it. Like, loved it. Uncharted, every time I play them, fucking love them. Like, yeah. It's a game that you can just be like, oh man, I can sit with this game for hours mm. and not get completely fucking annoyed and time passes and you're enjoying it yeah even destiny wasn't like that frustrating no very true and i was just thinking like you know like the the obvious kind of connection between the two games but i never really felt with destiny 
like it was that much of a chore, like it does feel like with with the division. Yeah. And I don't know what that difference is, but it does feel like, fuck, if I want to bother, I have to put in the effort to care. And And there's not even any like mid-level like milestones. It's like from level zero to level 50 in the dark zone, there's no benefit to any of the leveling up. Level third, the, the stuff from the Dark Zone vendors either requires you to be level 30 or level 50. Chances are by the time you've hit level 30, you already have better gear. Uh, sorry, by the time you hit level 30 in the Dark Zone, you probably already have better gear than what you can buy from the Dark Zone vendors anyway. Yeah. So therefore, you're only like you're just going in there and repeatedly like running to the same 10 spots to kill the named enemies, extracting gear, running around in circles, repeat, 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 Mm. until someone kills you and you go, ah, maybe I'll just try and hunt them down and kill them in revenge. And then you go and try to kill them and they fucking kill you again. Or they suddenly have a couple of friends with them and they all kill you. And then it's just like... You've just lost the last 10, 20 minutes of your running around in circles, killing the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Because you've lost experience points. And I think because we did so much of it as well with Destiny, just the thought now of just grinding so much, just it's not as exciting. I don't know. I think if another game that had the same... um, not the same as Destiny per se, but like that same feeling that we got. Yeah. Because Destiny doesn't. The reason we can't go back to Destiny is because we played the fuck out of it and now it seems like more of the same. Yeah. Right? But if we had something that had that grinding nature to it, but it was fresh... Then I think it might be worth it. You'd be more inclined to to jump back into it. Mm-hmm. But, like, even playing Destiny, like, running around and collecting those friggin' resources, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, whatever the fuck they were called. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember. I can't even remember the names of them. But, like, each zone had its specific thing that yeah. you, like, you knew where they spawned and they popped up on your map anyway and you just run around collecting that trash. Yeah. Like, even that was cool. Like, you'd, I, don't, I can't even explain it. Like, I would be running around farming that shit and I would just be like, oh, enemies, I'm going to go and kill them for a bit of fun. Yeah. And there was like random events that popped up. Yeah. That kind of shit is completely missing. The only random events in the division is occasionally when you're running around in the story mission area, which, by the way, you have no fucking reason to be running around in once you're at level 30. The only thing that happens is occasionally a group of enemies will spawn that include a named enemy, which will give you between one and three Phoenix credits. Yeah. And the chances of that happening are super slim. And like I said, you're not going to be bloody running around anyway because Mm. there's nothing in the world for you to see. Once you've got all the collectibles, which aren't that fucking interesting... Yeah. There's no reason for you to be running around in the story mode area except to do the dailies. And for those, you just get, you just fast travel to the mission. Mm. Well, see, the other thing as well that is pissing me off about the division is that you 
go and do these little side missions and stuff and then it'll come up and say, you know, head back to the main base to be able to upgrade like medical area or your fucking weapons mm-hmm. area or whatever. Yeah. I know you can fast travel, but it doesn't happen all that quickly. Like fast traveling takes 30 seconds. Yeah, oh yeah, the load screens. Yeah, and you sit bomb. there for a while. And then it just seems so bloody far away that I don't even bother. You know, like I've been running around and I'm, you know, level 24, 25, whatever it is now. And I don't think I've even been back to my main base since I was like level 12. There is benefits. I could go back and I'd be able to upgrade things and I'd have better gear and, you know, like the the range of the turret gun and all that kind of bullshit shit. like is better. But I just don't want to because it just seems like, fuck, what a waste of time to have to go all the way back there. You know, why can't I just have the option of being able to upgrade some other shit? Instead of doing that, like it just seems like yeah. there is no other reason for me to go back there except to do that shit. At least with Destiny, you always ended up on the moon. So you were always going back the there tower. anyway. Yeah. To go and do, well, yeah, sorry, the tower, to go and do whatever you needed to do, pick up new things, get new missions, you know, do all that kind of shit. But you don't in this game. There's no other reason to go back to that thing mm. once you've already left the area. And it seems fucking dumb to make me have to go back there to go and upgrade all this other shit. That's the other weird thing as well about that base of operations. Like, you have all these safe houses or whatever they are around the, the town. Yeah. And if you fast travel to them, it plants you, like, when you land, you're in the safe room like yeah, within steps of a restock box and shit yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to the base of operations, it always puts you outside. So then yeah. you have to run in and it has that section where you like you slow to down walk. to a walk in the yeah. quarantine bit. Yeah. It's like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. I know. It seems dumb, doesn't it? Like it's almost know. like they didn't think that bit through. And I don't, yeah. I don't Honestly, know. they better have some fucking amazing shit coming up in the updates and they've got they got two free updates coming one is incursions that comes out this week so i'll talk about that on the next episode i'm sure and then the next one comes out i'm not too sure when uh i don't think that's going to be that um far after and then they've got the season pass detail uh the season pass content yeah well we'll see what happens with it but i'm already kind of bored with it yeah and it's a real shame because it looks like it could be a really good game but i'm just kind of over it already and i haven't even finished it and it's like it just i don't know seems like a grind and when i'm playing it i'm actually kind of enjoying playing it but then i'm just not at the same time like i'm just doing it for the sake of playing a game because everything else is shit at the moment that's just how I feel anyway. Well, this thing I'm reading says um, version 1.1 will include the first incursion, which is the one that's coming out this week, uh, end game activity. Then in May, there's another one called Conflict, which adds a new Dark Zone PvP mode, which sounds fucking amazing to me. <laughs> 
as you can probably tell yeah. from my sarcasm, and a second incursion. So, I mean, that'll probably add a little bit of fun times. And then it says here that they are also going to regularly release daily and weekly missions. I don't know anything about weekly missions. Daily missions have been in it, but whatever. And then Dark Zone events and new features such as loot trading. Wow. So, I don't know how that'll work. That seems like a good way to fucking ruin the game. Hmm. It's like, here, I'm level 30, and I've been level 30 for ages, and you are a brand new level 30, so here, have some fucking amazing high-end gear (laughs) to save you you the slog of getting to level 50. Yeah, exactly. that's enough talking about the fucking division. Yeah, all right. Well, the other game that you um, played a little bit of was Dirt Rally. Yeah, so... um, I was thinking the other day, oh, I haven't played a fucking good racing game in a while, which isn't entirely true, uh, <laughs> mm. but I haven't played a rally game in ages, and so I was thinking, you know what, I'll try out Dirt Rally and see if, you know, if it takes my interest. Um, so basically, it's a port of the PC game. So Dirt Rally is from Codemasters, who make the F1 all the driving games, games yeah. <laughs> F1 games, all that kind yeah. of shit. Um, they did Steam early access for Dirt Rally to um, kind of fund the development of the game, and their whole idea was to be really true to Rally to like make something super realistic or whatever for the fans of the you know sport. Mm. So, uh, this is the final, well, this is the result. The game finished its early access thing and then they ported it to Xbox One and PS4. And when they did that, they included a bunch of new shit as well, which they patched into the PC version at the same time on release. Um, The game has six different rallies, apparently, with over 70 different race stages. A bunch of... Classic rally cars, you know, Peugeots and Subarus and all that kind of crap. Um, And the whole thing is designed to fully replicate real-life rally racing. So, Which there is one major thing in in real-life rally racing that they've never put into a game because it just makes it fucking ridiculously hard, which which is is realism. Yeah. So the game's pretty hard. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh, the difficulty curve is fucking steep. Yeah. Um, if you are the type of person who likes to always come first... Not going to happen. Just fucking settle the fuck down. Yeah. Go and get Colin McRae. Yeah. Like, um, I came first when it was um, pretty much all asphalt roads. Mm. There was one sort of stage where that was the case and I was killing it and then I got to the next one which was all snow and I was completely fucked (laughs) came like 10th because um so if you're racing along on on a snow one for example yeah snow ones are always hard and you can see the bitumen of the road and then you'll see a patch of white on the road and it'll be either snow or ice As soon as you hit that, the handling of your car will change, even if it's a small patch. Like, the handling in the game is really, really good. 
Um, it changes like, and this is what you would expect from a rally game, right? But if you they have like light gravel roads, medium gravel, dirt, bitumen, concrete, cobblestone, snow, which includes compacted snow, snow drifts, ice patches, and all of those things have different conditions, like different effects on your car, how you drive. You can um, change all the statistics related to your brakes, gear shifting, all that kind of stuff's so on like a mechanical level. You can change all the settings of your car. So for someone who is like a gung-ho rally fan, you get all of that stuff, right? So it's like legit. It's a legit um, like... Car game. Yeah. It's, mm. it's like realistic as shit. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, you take into account weight transfer based on the kind of stuff that you're driving on on the ground, how you understeer, oversteer, all that kind of stuff. Physics. Just physics, right? Yeah. Um, and even like the pace notes that the co-driver's yelling out, like left six in 60 meters, open, narrow, fucking blah, 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 all that shit. Yeah. Hairpin left, acute right. Um, yeah, that's all done really, really well. I did notice a couple of times that the guy was calling stuff out a little bit too early for me, which meant that I had to be like paying attention to the road, but also listening to like, remember what he says, because like, he'll say something, he'll say like, um, left one. So the way it works is that they, the turns are from six to one. And then hairpin and then acute. So an acute turn is like a super, super sharp, basically a U-turn. Then a hairpin is a little bit less sharp. And then one is a hard, oh, sorry, square. There's like square left, square right. That's like a 90 degree turn. And then you've got one is slightly less than that up until six, which is almost a straightaway. So that's the way that those work. So what he would do is be like, uh, left four, 60 foot over a crest and then narrows into a right four, Hmm. then left six or something like that. And this is before I've even hit that first one. So I've got to remember because, you, you know, in a racing game, how you get the little like image of what the map, what your track looks like. Yeah. That's not in this game. Oh, there's no HUD in that way. Yeah, so you can't see what the map looks like except before the race, it show, it says, like, this is the race you're about to do. Wow. And then you're fully relying on the pace notes from the co-driver to tell you when you have to turn left and right and shit, which is awesome because it fully recreates that rally feeling of, like, fuck, I've got to listen to my co-driver. Mm. But, but when you're really trying to, like focus on the road yeah. and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's quite full on, but that's what it really adds to it. It makes it a fucking amazing game. Um, and there's like realistic car damage. So if you keep smashing the left wheel into like ruts on the side of the road and stuff like that, you will get a puncture. And eventually, if you don't pull over and repair it, which gives you a time penalty of a minute and a half, so, like, wow. never, ever fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Right, because you're completely fucked. If you have a minute and a half delay added to your time, you're screwed. 
Um, but I'll explain why you might want to do that. Um, but like your wheel, if you get a puncture, eventually the tire will completely go and you're running on a rim. So that affects all your handling and stuff like that. But if you keep like front ending stuff, eventually your radiator will crap out and your engine will crap out. And then, so your rally stage will be, uh, your rally will be split into four stages, right? And you do two stages and then you get to repair your car, but you only get a certain amount of time to repair your car. So you'll bring up this little map, this little graph thing that has like engine, radiator, exhaust, suspension, wheels, bodywork, and it'll tell you what percentage up to 100% that it is damaged. So it's 100% when it's not damaged at all, and it'll drop down, right? So if your brakes are at 80%, then they are 20% damaged. Um, They go up in increments of 1%, I think. And each 1% that you select um, adds time to your clock, and you get 30 minutes to repair your car, and you have a little clock there. And each time you push 1% forward, it'll take up a a notch of time. And you can, like, add and remove to work out, to fine-tune how you want to do it. But what it means is, if you keep fucking crashing into shit, there's no way you're going to be able to fully repair your car. Yeah. And if you get a puncture and you don't repair it and you're in your first race your only options are to pull over and repair it or to race through your race lose the tire getting to the stage two have no fucking tire on that wheel and then spend 30 seconds getting 30 percent back or restart your race now there's a 5,000 credit restart bonus no restart bonus Mm-hmm. Each time you restart, that bonus loses 1,000 credits up until when it gets to zero. If your no restart bonus is at zero, you can restart as many times as you want. Oh, cool. So that's cool. So basically what I was doing was like, oh, I've lost a tire in race one. I will fucking restart. But if I was in race two, then I would go, I'll see if I can make it to the end. Yeah. Um. Because obviously it's in your best interest to get credits. And that repairing thing also is affected. You get a team of up to five engineers and you have to hire them using credits and you get them on contract so they're only with you for X amount of stages. Wow. And each engineer that you hire has, you know, um, stats for how good they are with each part of your car. So they might be like... 10 with wheels but 15 with suspension and so as part of the gameplay mechanics it's like you see what you're damaging the most often and then you hire a mechanic who is better in that area so then when you hire them you go into your repair thing it'll cost you less time to do more repairs Mm, that makes sense yeah. So, like, anyway, it's a real complex system. It's really cool, though. Mm. Um, and well, it sounds like it'd be a really good game once you kind of get a bit more knowledgeable of the tracks and all those types mm. of things. It'll be a bit easier to make the, the, yeah. the drive and stuff. But and get yeah. used to driving in the different conditions because, like, I'm used to playing Need for Speed and shit. Yeah, or Benjamin, and, pretty much. 
all bitumen and the handling is like, oh, tap fucking handbrake and you drift yeah. around a corner like a pro. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you tap the handbrake while you're on ice, you're probably going to do a 360 degree fucking spin and land in a tree. You should try it when you're on crack. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, dirt rally is really, really quite cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I, I do remember playing the the old ones, you know, the Colin McRae, and um, it was one more recently as well, which wasn't Colin McRae because it was after he died. Um, I know there's like Dirt 1, 2, and 3 yeah. as well. Um, it might have been Dirt 3 because I have that on the PC. But anyway, I just remember, you know, the, the tracks when it was Bitumen and then there was Bitumen with a little bit of... Um, dirt and then just dirt and then when I got to the ice tracks I was fucked couldn't yeah. do anything you know as soon as you made a little mistake you break, you put your brakes on too hard mm. you don't accelerate properly out of a corner you're fucked it just yeah. you, you can't get out of it but at least with those ones it wasn't there was a little bit of forgiveness which was good mm. It sounds oh, like this one you know, is a bit more strict on some It's of hard, but you just need to know that you can't drive the same way yeah. on different conditions. Like if you're in gravel, I, I always think of that. Have you seen the movie Cars, mm-hmm. the Pixar movie? Oh, yeah, when he's going around the corner and over the edge. Yeah, and the guy's like, the, the old man one's like, you got to turn left to go right. Yeah. And I, I always watch that, and I, I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, oh, Wilson, Lightning McQueen, and I'm like, that's fucking retarded. Yeah. But then, like, I'm, I'm on ice and shit in this game, and I'm, like, sort of turning, understeering, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Turn left to turn right. Turn left to turn right. And all of a sudden, I'm going the right way. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I finally get it. Yeah. So... Yeah, you just need to know that you've got to drive differently in different conditions, which is all part of rally, which is what makes it really fucking cool. Mm. Well, this turned out to be a pretty long episode, so we're going to go pretty quick with the next few things. Mm. All right. My bad. Uh, (laughs) You're waffling. Um, uh, I picked up Quantum Break yesterday, and that just came out. Um, So basically, for anybody who hasn't heard about it... um, Quantum Break is out now on the Xbox and the PC. Um, and basically, uh, it's... I put it it's in... Like I have Alan Wake, right? Well, it's made by the guys who made Alan Wake, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, Alan Wake ha- was different in a lot of things and a new kind of IP, which was really... You know, set a lot of other games down that path as well, which has been pretty cool. Um, but with this one, you're this character where uh, you have the ability to manipulate time um, and you can basically freeze time, um, you know, which freezes everyone else around you. You can use a time blast, um, all these other types of different things that you, you know, manipulate things throughout the game. Um, but you that's a part of it in the action um there's also a part of it which is solving puzzles and and doing all that kind of shit like there are certain things that if you interact with during a frozen section of time for instance uh some of those things will get stuck 
within that frozen time kind of area, which then start to, I don't know, like they change their um, almost like a DNA makeup of what that thing is and then it creates issues with time and space and all those types of things. So it, it manipulates how the game plays out. Um, but there's also a thing in this that uh, it looks like live capture, a lot of it. So there's, they've put together the like a, a television series almost within the show. So pretty much the gameplay itself is you learning about your character like the the main protagonist that you play through the game. Um, And then the other side of it is this live-action show thing that you'll be watching parts of, um, which then tell the story of other characters in the game and the reasons why you're having to do the things you're doing, um, but also the choices that you're making then change the outcome of the story like a... You know, like a telltale game, basically, mm. uh, like a choose your own adventure kind of game, and I think that's really interesting because the amount of live capture capture that went into this to developing this game, um, very much along the lines of uh, what was that uh, horror game last year? Um, shit, I can't remember what it was called now. But where the you know the characters go off into the mountains and oh, until dawn. <laughs> Yeah, that one. So very similar in that kind of way where things that you do throughout the game are going to create a totally different story for the game. Mm. And I don't know if it's going to be as... Kind of like... Um, what was that fucking David Cage game? Um, they just brought out the PS4 fucking port of it. Not Beyond Two Souls, the other one. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, yeah. yeah. Um, which I almost bought the other day, actually. I picked it up yeah, at, I was tempted. Um, at Target or Big W, but I fucked up and took it to the front desk instead of getting it at the you know, the entertainment area. So I didn't get the disc, and the girl's uh, like, oh, you don't have the disc? And I went, oh, fuck it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's only like 40 bucks. That's pretty yeah, yeah. Because it's to two of them. Beyond, Beyond two, two Souls, Souls and Heavy Rain. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. I want to get well, it, actually, because I, I would love to play <laughs> through at least Beyond Two Souls again. I really like that game. Yeah. Everyone anyway. It was great. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to playing this game. I'm kind of excited about it, but at the same time, I don't want to be disappointed about it, and that's kind of making me kind of hold off a little bit, which sounds stupid, but um, it all comes down to my level of ability to put into things at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um you just got to give it some time. It's episodic, isn't it? Uh, in in its development, in a way, yes. Like there are like five different acts throughout it. Um, so how long yeah, it takes? I'll yeah, Google I'm it. Sure. How but, long? I mean, one of the be? things that took fucking ages already. I put the disc in, and then it comes up straight away and goes, "There's not enough room on your hard drive." Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! So I had Sucked to go in, in, delete some of the other games that I have that I haven't played. <laughs> just to be able to play this one. And then it wouldn't allow me to uh, load the game on at that We're point. still talking about Quantum Break? Yes. So it Your Xbox me... is full as well. Yeah. Fuck so, me. Oh, mate, 500 gig, it doesn't take much. Oh, it's only 500 gig, true. So anyway, I had to then eject the disc, turn the Xbox off, <laughs> then turn the Xbox back on, then put the disc in, 
and then it would load and it installed the whole disk onto the hard drive and then it did an update and I'm talking like fucking 45 minutes or whatever it took to do all this shit. By that time, already bored and I was playing (laughs) The Division. Nice. So I didn't even look at the game in the Mm. last 24 hours since I actually bought it because it took me way too long to even just get it to the point where I could press the fucking button to make something happen. So yeah. anyway. Bugger. Well, yeah. it's 10 hours, apparently. Oh, that's Ma- not too bad. Main story is 10 hours. If you're completionist, it's 22 hours. 10 hours then. So 10 hours. <laughs> if if there's five acts, you can basically assume yeah. that they're two One, hours two, each. Yeah, that's not too bad. So not bad. You can do that. All right. Um, just quickly, I also played the new Final Fantasy 15 demo. It's fucking way shorter than the original Final Fantasy 15 demo, and not as good. Well, so that's that's my thing. Oh, they announced the release date. It's coming out on the 30th of September. Cool. So Final Fantasy fans, get, get fucking excited. get excited. Yeah, do it. And I suppose the only other thing that really happened this week is the PS4 update. Mm-hmm. A couple of things added, some cool stuff, some things that still need some catching up on the Xbox. But, you know, that, that's kind of hand in hand, really. They go, you know, one up on the other each time. There's an upgrade, pretty much. Yeah. The one um, thing that yeah, I'm kind of a little bit excited about, I suppose, is the PC remote play. But you kind of destroyed that for me yesterday talking about it because you said it has to be on the same network. I don't know. I may have been lying. I haven't oh, okay. fucking researched it, but I imagine that's how it would be. Yeah, it but. seems about right because, I mean, as you said, having a Sony tablet, you have to be on the same network or it won't connect, um, you know, things like that. But that's okay, you know. I've used the the, the Xbox Connect, like not the Xbox Connect, sorry. I've used <laughs> the Xbox. Ex- I can use that. No, exactly. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't bother. Um <laughs> But there's been days when, you know, the boys have been playing a game on the PlayStation using the TV. So I just grab the laptop and put it on my you know, lap, sit on the couch with them, and I can play the Xbox games directly on the laptop. And that's fucking cool. So it's good to be able to know that I can do that on the PlayStation now just in case they're playing on the Xbox. Mm. So it it's just makes it a little bit more accessible. Very handy. Yeah. Um. So there was a couple of other things that they announced and then there was a couple of things that they didn't announce but which they included in the update. One of the things they announced was events. So they had the community thing, which I never fucking used. I don't know if you ever used it. No. You can like join a community and... and we did let, uh, set one up, mm. but we never used it. We didn't use it for anything. But you can now do events where you plan an event, basically like a Facebook event where you go, we all play this game on this day, invite these people. And then everyone knows, oh, we've got to be on on that day. And it also links with the PlayStation app on your phone. So you can get like push notifications. When people are like, oh, I will go to that. It'll go like, yeah, this person said they will go to that. Um, Great. Exciting. Uh, they changed the pop-ups, the little like notification Which pop-ups. Which is good. Yeah. They made the friend has joined a party. You can also join it thing optional. Which so, is awesome because it takes up a fucking quarter of your screen. Yeah. So it's gone. Christ. That's that is automatically on off, and you have to go in and switch it to on. There's also um, when friends come online a pop-up for that, but you have to go in and activate that, and you select 
either individual friends that you want it to pop up with or for everyone. So I just picked like the six people that I normally play with and put them on my list. Yeah. They also put in a thing to turn off the little pop-up when you press the share button and take a screenshot because mm-hmm. I know sometimes I take a screenshot and then try and take another one straight after and my second screenshot has that little fucking thing yeah, in the screenshot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you can turn that off now. That's um, great. And the other good thing that I'm a little bit excited about because I just mentioned it with the Xbox, I'm pissed off about the fact that I have no memory. Oh, this is one of the unannounced things. Yeah, yeah, which I was really happy with is that they've now added the ability to go to four terabytes. Yeah. An internal hard drive. That's fucking fantastic. That's friggin' massive. Mm. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Anyway. That, that's it, mate. That's fucking it. We're wrapping this shit yeah, up. That's a long-ass podcast, but Let's we haven't... Under the Christmas tree. Mate, we haven't recorded in fucking ages. Yes, true. So, because we kept... Sorry, like, look, I'm sorry. It's my fault. Um, we haven't recorded for basically three weeks at this point. It's mm-hmm. because I kept bloody cancelling. Oh. I've had a lot of shit going on in my life, and it's been, um, you know, more important than this show. <laughs> Which I'm sure anybody or the one person that might listen to this show would go, yeah, anything else would be more important than this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, some, sometimes you've got to put aside, like, video game podcasts yeah, exactly. to deal with real-life shit. So anyway, that has been episode 95. We hope you liked it. We didn't really care for it, but it's done now. So please enjoy oh, it if you want. Look, I wasn't looking forward to doing this episode because I was really fucking angry because I suck at video games. <laughs> and I wasn't really looking forward to it because I haven't fucking played any. So yeah, uh, well, it happens. Um, but I will be playing uh, Quantum Break. Hopefully, I can have a bit of a chat about that. We do have some other big games coming out in the next couple of weeks. So, depending on how long between now and the next episode, we will probably have some cool games to talk about. Mm. And hopefully, we're a bit more excited about them. So, tell us what you've enjoyed. Send us a fucking email, um, whatever. What's the email address? Podcast at dropairgaming.com. That's the one. All good. Okay, then. Well, um, It's been great. Thank you. See you later. Bye.